my goodness. Hi, my sweet friends. It's been a solid six months since I've been on the mic, ending season one of the Failing Awesomely podcast at the end of June. You know, I originally didn't intend to take so long of a break between seasons, but when my last episode released, I was smack in the middle of chemo, which honestly feels like forever ago now. And I wanted to end the season and start up again, probably September-ish is what I was thinking. September rolled around, we went on a wonderful family vacation to the beach. It was our very first family beach vacation ever. And it was exactly what we all needed after a really tough year. And then as soon as we got back, I started radiation. And that's when I pretty much decided that I I wanted to put all my podcast prep and recording schedule aside until after the holidays. And I'm so happy I did that. As y'all know, if you've been listening for a while, this show is a joyous hobby of mine and I absolutely love it, but I still put pressure on myself to make it good and enjoyable for you guys as well. So that being said, I just didn't want to pressure myself with anything but getting well. So that's exactly what I did and I have zero regrets. But man, guys, 2020, it has uh, finally come to a close. What a way to start the decade. That's what I have to say about that. (laughs) 2020 did a number on all of us, literally each and every one of us in some way, shape or form. And I think everyone is starting to talk about their takeaway from 2020 or the best word to describe 2020 personally or their new word for 2021. Um, For me, it all centers around healing. And my takeaway is that I've, I've been reminded over and over how the peace of God can get us through anything if we simply just ask for it. In today's episode, I'm going to get you guys caught up with my cancer treatment, what that journey has been like since the end of June, and my tips on starting 2021 with a clear mindset on the things that matter the most. Hello, my sweet friends. I feel so fortunate that you're joining me for season two of the Failing Awesomely podcast. My hope is that you can find encouragement while listening to my personal stories of overcoming life's obstacles, whether you're chasing big dreams or just trying to make it through the day as a mama of little ones. I'm excited to bring my friends along to inspire you with their stories as well. Let's empower one another to stop selling ourselves short, stop the negative self-talk, and focus on what makes us awesome. Because we all are. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And it's time we start believing that. So like I said, end of June when my last episode aired, that was my halfway point for chemo. I had just ended my fourth round of two drugs I was on, adriamycin and cytoxin. 
which are supposed to be the more aggressive chemo drugs out of everything that I had to take. My next four rounds were called Taxol. I just had one drug left to take, and it was Taxol. Um, a lot of people do really, really well on Taxol. Um, they, uh, the side effects are usually pretty minimal. There's usually some bone pain. That's kind of the, the main side effect of Taxol. And it also has a higher allergic reaction rate, which I had the pleasure of having to experience. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, my first round of Taxol, though, was fine. I, I didn't have any reaction to it. And that probably was because what they do when they first start you off is the, the pace at which they administer it to you in your body was slower at the start and then they increased it throughout the time I was in the chair as my body was getting used to the drug and they could tell that I was taking it well. So my first experience was great. I did have minimal bone pain on day three and day three was kind of the day that I didn't really want to walk too much, didn't really want to get up too much. I also didn't really have an appetite on day three with each round because I would also feel the bone pain in my jaw. So it kind of hurt to eat. <laughs> so I was packing on the smoothies and the juices on those days. But by my second round, I went in and you always have to get blood work done before you can get your chemo because they need to make sure your levels are high enough to receive the drugs. And when I got my lab results back, my platelet counts were too low for chemo. And I remember feeling so defeated. I just felt like, ugh. I've made it so far. I have three rounds left. Why did this have to happen? I just, I didn't feel weak. I, th I thought clearly if my counts are too low, I'm going to feel really weak. I'm going to feel terrible. I'm going to feel nauseous or whatever. And I didn't feel that way. I was drinking plenty of water. I was eating as well as possible. I was moving and working out on the days I was feeling good. So why were my platelet counts low? But unfortunately, it's just something that happens when you're on chemotherapy drugs and after five rounds of aggressive chemo, my body had just had it and it needed a break. So we took a week break, came back, got my labs done again, and my labs were, my platelets were back up to normal levels with just one extra week. So that was really awesome. But when we started Taxol, since I didn't have an allergic reaction round one, they set me at the regular pace to give me the drug in my port. And unfortunately, within the first few minutes, I had a super terrible, awful allergic reaction to Taxol. Um, immediately, I felt my throat kind of tighten up and I got really red in the face. As soon as that happened, I immediately pressed the nurse call button and that makes alarms go off in the infusion center and literally everybody working on that floor comes into your room, which is super embarrassing, but 
you don't want to play around if you don't feel well while you're taking chemo drugs. So um, they administered other drugs to make the allergic reaction stop. Um, Those drugs ended up giving me terrible pain in my abdomen and my legs. I yeah it was it was just a really traumatic experience um and I'm not at all trying to scare anybody if you are someone listening to this and you have been newly diagnosed and you're about to start chemo this is not to induce any fear it's just to give you knowledge because one thing that I think they should have done that they didn't is Always start at a slower pace and then increase as your time in the chair goes on. That's what they ended up having to do and that ended up working out for me. So I didn't have to do a different drug. Luckily, I was able to still stay on the treatment plan. We just had to, to, I just had to receive it at a slower rate And that ended up working out just fine. But because of my allergic reaction, we had to hold off treating me that day. And I waited another five days before I finally got my second dose of Taxol. Got that dose. Everything went fine that day. And luckily, my platelets and my time in the chair was totally fine and quote unquote normal. Um, for the rest of my chemotherapy treatment. But the delays definitely made me feel really defeated. I had just had July 27th grilled in my mind that that was the day I was going to be done with chemo and I was going to be able to start healing from that a little bit and start to see people because with everything going on with the pandemic and with your immune system being really suppressed while while going through chemotherapy treatment I did not see a soul other than a few people in my backyard way farther than six feet away from me and that was so hard that was probably the hardest part of going through this was not really being able to have my support system physically around me. And if you've listened or follow me on Instagram, if you're, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a personal family or friend, then you already know all this, but my husband wasn't able to be with me for most of my chemotherapy treatment, which was a four-month treatment plan because he works for an airline and was exposed to hundreds of people from all over the nation or all over the world, really, every single day. So to be extra safe, we didn't, we saw him a couple times during my chemotherapy treatment and that's it. So I didn't even have my husband Thank God I had my mother to help me with our two little boys who are foreign too. But I just was, I was so looking forward to my husband coming home. And now I was two weeks behind schedule. So I just felt so, so defeated at that point. But then something amazing happened. And again, if you 
are if if you follow me on Instagram or you're my friend on Facebook, then you already know this. But there is an amazing company that I do all of my workouts through, and they are called OpenFit. You probably have seen them advertised on Facebook or Instagram if you're not already a member. But it's this amazing company who offers a super wide range of workouts online at a very affordable membership price. I have been a member since February of 2019. And they completely came alongside me when they found out that I was diagnosed. And they said, what can we do? We want to help you. What can we do? And I was so taken back by that. I'm like, this is a company that has thousands and thousands and thousands of members. Why? They're giving me attention? Like, what? who are these people? Who are these amazing angels? Um, and Mr. Brian Carney, who is is um, somebody who works for them that I was talking to directly and developed this really cool relationship with, he had said, OpenFit wants to do a walk in your honor. And every mile walked, they're going to donate money to the charity of your choice. And I was just totally blown away by this. So I I picked my cancer center. I said, well, would they donate money to my cancer center, the Ambi Barshinger Cancer Center in Lancaster, Pennsylvania? And they said, yes, absolutely. So long story short, they did this wonderful walk in my honor a couple days before what would have been originally my last day of treatment. So I believe that the walk, if I'm remembering right, was July 25th of 2020. So, and it was a virtual walk. It wasn't something where, you know, people congregated and got together. This was something that as long as you had the OpenFit app, you could walk as many miles as you wanted to and OpenFit would donate $5 every mile to the Ambi Barshinger Cancer Center. We ended up raising over $5,500, which was incredible because this was like a, you know, a one day event. So I was just blown away that all these people from all over the United States came together and walked in my honor for my cancer center. And that was honestly what I needed to have a renewed perspective on my journey And I really felt that God was showing me that there was a reason that that not only did I have cancer, but that there was this delay. Like there's there's somebody who I'm I'm going to affect in a positive way. There's somebody who needs to hear this story. There's somebody who is going to benefit from my suffering. And I, I needed that renewed mindset. And so I'm, I'm eternally grateful to OpenFit for literally everything from doing that walk and donating, donating to my cancer center, but also just the way that my body has completely changed and how strong I was able to stay throughout treatment because of their workouts. I am just eternally grateful to them for 
everything. And I'm I'm so excited that I finally got to share this story on the podcast because I never, even though I think Brian first messaged me telling me what OpenFit wanted to do back in May of 2020, but I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast or mention it, anything about it at all, because it wasn't something that was set in stone. And honestly, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, well, maybe this is just a nice gesture, but it might not come to fruition. So I don't want to talk about it and then nothing happen. So season one of this Uh, of my podcast ended before I knew that it was officially a go. So now I get to share that and talk about it again. And I'm just, I'm just eternally grateful. But finally, the day came and I had my very last chemotherapy infusion. And that was a great day. I remember I wore my wig that day because, and I put makeup on because I wanted to just feel as beautiful as I possibly could feel. And my aunt Cindy picked me up to take me home because you don't want to be driving when you are going through chemotherapy. So she picked me up. My mom was at home watching my boys. And she had flowers for me and a LaCroix, which I love. And so we cheersed to some sparkling LaCroix. She even had champagne flutes for us. So we we poured the LaCroix and champagne flutes and and socially distanced toasted um, to me getting through chemotherapy. And that was that was wonderful. Some sweet friends and family sent me flowers and it was just great to be able to celebrate being done and I just felt like a huge weight was lifted off I'm like I got through it my doctor had told me to wait about three weeks and then she she encouraged me she's like see your family and friends especially outside you know get together with some people that you haven't been able to see because of the pandemic, but especially because of what you've gone through. You know, a lot of people over the summer were at least getting outside and seeing their friends and family because it was a lot safer to do it that way in the middle of summer. And my boys and I weren't doing that because of my treatment. So she said, you, you know, you deserve to be able to give that to your kids and do that for you. Just wait a few weeks. Your immune system will be back up enough that I feel a lot more comfortable with you doing it then. So we did. We saw some friends. We had some play dates. We saw some family members. We went on this wonderful nature hike with my family on my dad's side and my cousins, my uncle, and all their kids, and it was just wonderful. And then we went to the beach, like I had said earlier. We went on this, it it honestly was an amazing beach vacation, especially it being our first one. I don't know if we were just so grateful (laughs) to be there, and that's what made it amazing. Our mindset was that of gratitude, but it really was just the greatest trip And when I got back from that, I had radiation and I did 30 treatments of radiation 
over a five and a half week period. So it started September 15th, I believe is when I started. And my last day of radiation was October 22nd. Radiation in a nutshell is like a slow burn, but a burn that like melts your skin off. (laughs) So it's not fun, but um, it's also not that terrible either. A lot of people can feel fatigue from radiation. I didn't really experience that, although at night when my head hit the pillow, I was definitely out and down for the count for the night. But other than that, it just, it wasn't terrible. Um, I had to do a lot of creams. I had to be lathering that stuff on multiple times a day to be able to try to get my skin to not feel really bad. But uh, I'm not going to lie, it it got to be pretty painful in the end for me. Um, I'm not a huge person. I'm not super skinny either, but I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of average size, I guess I would say, but my skin is a lot more tight in my chest area. Basically where they were radiating is probably where my skin is the tightest and thinnest. And, um, I think that's why it was, it was pretty painful for me. But I, I mean, I did have to get to the point where I had to stop working out because when I would sweat, it would just burn so bad. Um, so I had, I had to stop working out. I had to just really take a break and take it easy. Sometimes I couldn't pick up the kids because it hurt. Um, again, I'm, I'm sharing all this just to be real. I'm not trying to scare anybody. If you are somebody who found this podcast because you have been diagnosed, I just, I just want to be real and, and have you be prepared, but not be scared because honestly, within a couple of weeks after radiation was over, my skin felt and looked so much better. It's almost, it's almost as if as soon as you stop radiation, your skin immediately starts to heal. Your skin is constantly trying to heal right away with each with with each session really so it it does get better pretty quickly after and that was how it was in my case the one thing I have to do is I've got to give a shout out to the radiation team at the Ambi Barshinger Cancer Center those beautiful wonderful people are angels they were so amazing to me I looked forward to going to radiation because of them. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Every single person on that floor treated me as if their best friend was coming to visit them. I would come in and they'd be like, Lindsay, yay, you're here. How are you? And they were just wonderful to me. And they made the whole experience great. Like I said, I'm, I'm not lying to you. I looked forward to going in there every day and I miss them. I really do. But my last day of radiation was so special because of the radiation team. I, you know, I couldn't have my husband or, or any family members. Nobody could come in with me to the cancer center because of COVID. So when it was my time to finally ring that dang bell 
and declare that I was done with treatment, I felt like some really good friends were there with me because that's how the radiation team made me feel throughout the whole t- the whole journey. So I, I finally got to ring that bell. It was exhilarating. And then when I came out of the cancer center, my husband pulled up blaring Eye of the Tiger from his car. And he had painted all sides of the windows of his car with breast cancer ribbons and you did it you know breast cancer treatment is over my wife is awesome but like all this stuff I don't remember what all he wrote on his car but it was a basically a huge sign to say I finished treatment I am a survivor he had signs the works and We took off and as we were driving back home, so many people were beeping their horns. They were stopping, rolling down windows to congratulate me. They were waving, clapping, hooting and hollering. And it felt like we were a one car parade traveling back to our house. And it was it was just I couldn't have asked for a better way for treatment to end and I just I love that I have this silver lining of these amazing memories that I am grateful for even though I had to have cancer in order to receive them I'm I'm thankful for these memories made when I got home my mom and my brother and the boys had all decorated our lawn All of our neighbors were outside on our lawn and on our driveway waiting to celebrate us coming home and me being done with treatment. We had a champagne toast and the kids had juice and pizza and it was just, it was wonderful. So now, now it's January 2021 and I'm not completely done with treatment. In fact, I will actually still be receiving treatment for at least 10 years. Um, the The type of treatment that I will be undergoing for this length of time is hormone therapy. And the reason I have to do hormone therapy is because I had hormone receptor positive breast cancer, which I did talk about in previous episodes in season one. But just to reiterate, Hormone positive uh, breast cancer just means that the cancer cells that I had fed off of hormones. So in order to try to stop cancer cells from becoming tumors and, and spreading and becoming a problem again, they want to suppress my hormones and essentially send me into menopause at 35 years old in order to stop cancer from recurring which I am all for. Um, I was really, really nervous, though, to start hormone therapy because I just, I don't want to go into menopause at 35. (laughs) And I wasn't sure what my mood would be, what my energy level would be, all of the other possible side effects. And, you know, because there's a lot of things that can happen to you when you are, forcing your body into menopause, hot flashes, 
vaginal dryness, no libido, weight gain, skin issues that you know there's there's a long list of things that can happen and I was not looking forward to that because I just I to me it was like premature aging and nobody wants that so through a lot of prayer I just said to God I said look I want to do whatever I need to do to be better So I'm all for this hormone therapy, but Lord, please help me to have minimal side effects. Please help me to have the positive mindset that I know that I need to get through these side effects. And let's find a solution to be able to manage these side effects instead of complaining and just giving up on having a normal life simply because life will be different. So I started injections that I will have to get once a month, every single month for at least 10 years. And then I take a daily pill on top of that. The injections burn when you get them. So when you, when you get, um, it, it's it's really weird when they're giving you the injection all of a sudden you'll feel this really intense burning sensation at the site of where they are injecting the medication it goes away within 30 seconds it's super short but um I have you know that's just a part of the game I had heard on my breast cancer group that it was this awful pain and it's it's really not that bad so I'm I'm very thankful for that the side effects actually have been really manageable I have started getting hot flashes but they haven't been terrible I I keep trying everything that has happened to me or is happening to me I try to just turn it around and throw something positive at it. It doesn't necessarily make the whole experience positive, but I'm I'm just trying to have a positive mindset for everything moving forward because this is basically for the rest of my life and I hope to live a long beautiful life. So in order to do that and not get discouraged, you have to think positive when it comes to everything, even the things that are hard. So when I get a hot flash, I tell myself, ooh, yeah, my body's detoxing. And honestly, it helps me manage it. Instead instead of getting discouraged that I'm having a hot flash, I'm like, yeah, you detox. You get those, you know, any possible microscopic cancer cells are being wiped and sweated out of your body right now. That's what I tell myself. And it gets me through the hot flash and then I'm fine. I have experienced other symptoms as well as hot flashes. Um, You know, I'm feeling slightly different. I am a little bit more tired. Um, I I run out of energy a little bit quicker. I have experienced um, vaginal dryness now and, you know, a couple of other things, but Honestly, it really isn't 
that bad. It all truly is manageable. And I think the reason is with every side effect, if you well, first off, if you're going to be taking a medication or getting an injection, you usually get a paper or a packet of potential side effects and an explanation of why you get these side effects or what to expect with these side effects. And the wonderful thing about all of these side effects is that in the packet I received, it said under just about every single one, Exercise helps to manage and minimize or completely get rid of this side effect. And I have been exercising almost every single day since I've started hormone therapy. And I can tell the difference. I can tell the days that I don't exercise... I feel a lot weaker and my side effects are, are a little bit more. On the days I exercise, everything just kind just seems to be more normal and I'm I feel more energetic. I feel a lot more myself. I still get hot flashes, but even they're more manageable. So it just goes to show that physical fitness really is huge and can do wonders for your body. It detoxes your body. It gives you energy. It gives you mental clarity. It's a stress reliever. I could go on and on and on, but physical exercise can help alleviate so many health concerns or side effects from medications. And I'm so grateful that exercise is the thing that can manage these side effects because it is something that I have the power to do at any given time whenever I want. It's not something that I have to go to a facility to do. Sure, going to a gym would would be nice and some of you might love the gym or thrive working out at a gym, but Physical fitness and exercise and getting moving is something that you can do in your own home, outside, in the fresh air. You can do it literally anywhere and it's a choice that you just have to make whenever you can. And that is so nice. I don't have to spend extra money for it if I don't want to. It's something that I can do completely on my own. It just goes to show that physical fitness really can heal so many different kinds of ailments and stressors in our lives. And the fact that we can just simply get moving whenever and wherever we are, it's so freeing to know that. And it's such, it it, it helps me to stay positive on this journey because it is going to be a very long journey for me. And where I get my positivity from is just knowing I have the power to do something about my side effects. I have the power to learn and grow and get moving to help myself. And it's not going to cost me any extra. I mean, I I do personally love working out via open fit and I do pay a small membership fee to be a, a part of that online community 
But really, if I couldn't afford it, then I could just go outside and go for a walk or go for a run or go for a bike ride. Or I could look up a workout on YouTube and do a workout anytime I wanted. So that is just a huge relief to know that simply physical exercise can help me be more myself, be more Lindsay. Thank you guys so much for listening to the rest of my cancer journey. As I, you know, still continue to go through this journey, I will update you. If you have any questions or if there's anything specific that you'd want to know or want me to talk about on the podcast, I would love it if you would let me know that by emailing me um, at failingawesomelypodcast at gmail.com. One other thing that I forgot to mention is right before I started hormone therapy, I went to see a functional medicine doctor, not about cancer treatment, but just about my overall health to get some, some labs done, some testing done, and to talk about what I needed to do to be in, in optimal health after cancer. If that's something you would be interested in me talking about on the podcast, definitely email me and let me know. And I would be happy to share that story and that journey as I'm still, you know, going to see them. And, um, and I'll fill you in on all of that. But transitioning, here we are 2021. And I think for me, this year is a year that It's an interesting start. I wouldn't say difficult start, but definitely an interesting start because I usually do come up with some New Year's resolutions, some things that I want to work on for the new year. And this year, I just kind of feel like we we all need to let go of the pressure that we put on ourselves for the new year. I think after 2020, We all need to take it easier on ourselves and give us grace and space to have a clearer mindset so that we can accomplish more in 2021 in a healthier way. So here are my four tips for starting 2021 with a clear mindset to focus on what truly matters most. My tip number one is something I kind of just tapped into. Get moving. Now, it doesn't have to be some crazy new workout routine. And and in fact, I'd, I'd recommend not doing that, especially if you're new to working out or haven't worked out in a while. But just move. Go for a good 30 minute walk every single day. Or if you have little kids, take time to chase them around the house or chase them outside. I know that's not something that we always want to do, but they get so much joy out of it. And so will you. And it will be so good for your mind and your body to do that. If it snows where you are, I don't care if you have kids or not. Go have some fun and go sledding. Go do something different. Go act like a kid again. The point is just move. It doesn't just serve your physical body, but your mental clarity as well. Tip number two, swap out one 
unhealthy food choice that you make regularly for a healthier option per week. Now you might be thinking, Lindsay, you're just rattling off the basic resolutions everybody has every year, but hear me out. I'm telling you to take it easier on yourself and go the slow and steady route to ultimately give you a better chance at success. How many times have you started a completely new diet or a new way of eating at the start of the year and by February, you're back to Cheetos and soda for a before bed snack? Just simply swap one unhealthy food you typically eat for the healthier option per week. If you love french fries, swap for your own baked sweet potato fries. If you love sugary cereals, try swapping that for a smoothie packed with fruit, plain Greek yogurt, and spinach. Fried chicken, you know, go for grilled chicken. You get it. Swap one per week all year. That's 52 swaps. That would be a huge improvement to your health, slow and steady. Tip number three, if you're someone who knows Jesus, but you never seem to have enough hours in the day to make time for him, start with this. Pray for one person every day. It can be the same person or somebody different every single day. And read one section of scripture every day. For example, I'm reading Matthew. So I'm on Matthew chapter 17 right now, and I read a chapter a day, but in my New Living Translation Bible, it has sections in each chapter. So section one is titled The Transfiguration in Matthew 17. The Transfiguration is Matthew 17 verse 1 through verse 13. So there's 13 verses in that one section. It's, you know, less than a chapter, so it it really is minimal reading, but you're still getting a good dose of the word every single day. It's such a good habit to really set your mind right with what is important. If that's not for you, or if you just want another option, get the Bible app, YouVersion creates it. And watch their daily stories. I love this. I do this every morning. I open up my Bible app and I click on their stories. It's a story just like how Instagram has it. And in their story, they give an intention of the day, the verse of the day, a message pertaining to the verse of the day, then a devotional pertaining to the verse of the day, and then a daily prayer that you can read and pray to the Lord. So if you're someone who isn't really good with prayer or you're never really sure what to say, this is a great way to start your prayer life. I have to tell you guys, true clarity in my life only comes from giving my all to the Lord. Peace will not be ours unless we ask it of the Lord, the kind of peace that passes all understanding. 
Y'all, I've tried. (laughs) For years, I've tried to gain my own peace from my own works or the people around me here on this earth. And the truth is, even if some quote unquote peace comes to me, the feeling of peace is gained, it's fleeting. It is always fleeting if it's of this world. True peace is through Christ and Christ alone. And tip number four, I want you to write some letters. Yeah, I want you to get a pen and some pieces of paper, go old school, and write some letters. One letter I want you to write is to anyone you've been hurt by and haven't been able to fully forgive them and let it go. Write down everything you want or need to say to that person. Then I want you to write a letter to anyone who you are envious of. Be super vulnerable about this and honest. If it's easier, make a list of what it is you're envious of and why. And then I want you to write a third letter to your past self. Let he or she know what you've loved about them, and what you wish they would have tried harder at or done better. Tell them how you're living your life now and what you plan to do today to honor them. After you have all those letters, I want you to burn them. Safely, find a way to burn your letters. And as you watch the flames blacken your letters into glowing flakes, let Every hurt, heartache, painful memory, envious feeling, regret, disappointment, and failure, go. Let them go. You might be thinking, Lindsay, it's not that simple. I can't just write down all my thoughts and feelings and burn them and then it's just like the past is gone The emotions are all gone. That's just not going to happen. And you'd be right. But I've done this before. And the amount of freedom I felt when I took my hurt heart, put it into honest words, and burned them and watched them go, that was astounding. I felt like I lost 50 pounds. What this experience truly is is the start of a good work within you. What a better time than to try it at the start of a brand new year. Get your mind set on what matters by letting go of what you know you need to let go. And if you have to, write multiple letters. I have not done this yet this year. I am going to. I plan on trying to do it this weekend if possible. And I have multiple letters to write, not just three. (laughs) So write all the letters you need to, to fully experience this exercise and gain your full clarity. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose, right? That's one of my husband's favorite movies. And I love that line. And I think it just really applies here. I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of season two, my friends. If you decide to implement any of the tips, I would love to hear about your experience. If 
there's anything you want me to talk about this season in future episodes, I would love to hear any thoughts or comments or questions you have. You can email me at failingawesomelypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. Be well. Be awesome.